even with the theory of evolution, when people say that the theory of evolution contradicts even or at least goes against religion, religion that regardless of whether they accept it or not, scientists will still study it, make predictions, help people, regardless of whatever philosophical reasons or religious reasons. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet gonna... Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome, ladies, to... Well, ladies. Well, hello, ladies. <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Radio Irregardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and I'm your host for the current uh, thing that we do called... Uh, uh, my name. Oh, my name? My name. My name would be Mark Scalia, and I am the, uh, the host of the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. If you are new to the program... Welcome for the very first time. Uh, and if you're listening through my website, <clears throat> excuse me, markscalia.com, uh, and you'd like to participate in the chat, just click the box, the stereophonic little speaker box. I'm actually checking it right now to make sure it's working. Check um, hit the stereophonic box and so you do something like this. And you, well, I'm clicking it right now. So I'm probably going to hear myself feedbacking like in about 15 seconds. That's probably what's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, but if you click that box, it actually transports you through to um, Mixler.com, our broadcasting site, M-I-X-L-R.com, and you can then live chat with us in the show. Um, and it's, uh, it's been an interesting day. So let's, uh, let's start this puppy off right. What do you say, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen? Let's start it off now with the happening monologue. Happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past that. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Uh, Soon. Soon. It'll be then now soon. That is the brand new uh, Happening Now monologue. And for those of you in the the biz or just um, like to recount some of the days of your or ours... Or whatever you want to say it. That is actually the the theme. The background theme is from What's Happening, which I don't know if you guys know this. What's Happening was a show that was in the um, late 70s. Uh, and then they, a lot of the cast, a couple of cast members died off and they changed it. And then they had a show called What's Happening Now. <laughs> so that's my intro music. And so that's what's happening. So what is happening now? I actually was supposed to have a gig tonight. It got canceled, so I am here with you, wonderful people. Uh, and I was not—I was not supposed to be—I um, was not supposed to be on the radio. And I—I I would—I'm glad that I am. 
But, you know, sometimes the nature of the beast is in the summertime, shows get canceled. And that's just the way it is. And it's so. But I was very lucky because I, uh, I got a different gig today. I was down in Newport, Rhode Island with all the rich people. Yes, I was. Um, and I had a, a very, uh, I, had a, I did an event down there and I was back home by about 2.30. And because I had to get down there early, um, I came home and I kind of lied down. I was just watching TV and I kind of relaxed a bit and then got a little lackadaisical. And uh, about maybe 4.30 or so, started prepping for the show and have just finished. Like, ju- when I say just, I mean... Click save. Oh, let's start the program. <laughs> so, so that's what's happening. And we have a few listeners right now. We have about five or six listeners uh, that I can see on the Mixler site. We might have more. I don't know, which would be nice. Um, but as not expected, um, I wasn't expected to be in the radio tonight. So um, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I've been losing a few jobs here and there. I've been busy, and then all of a sudden, work just evaporates and uh, I had a, um, I worked for several different people, several different agents, several different managers, several different companies. And one of the companies that I'm actually, I work for, um, I actually had a, a problem with them or maybe they had a problem with me. I don't know. Um, and I've been, I worked for them for a long time and it just got a little uncomfortable with emails back and forth. And emails are one of those things, and this is why I bring it up, not because I'm talking about work or anything like that, but email conversation is one of those things that you can't be completely sure, only for the reason that people think they're clear in an email when they're not. And the truth of it is people aren't overly articulate in an email. And it's hard. It's hard to be very articulate in an email because we look at them and we go through them fast and we're like, oh, I don't know what they meant. Well, this sounds weird. And you read it with attitude. Sometimes it's written with attitude. And the only way you can really be sure if somebody's pissed at you is if the whole thing is all caps. But even with that, somebody could be just, oh, I'm, I'm an all caps person. And you think they're yelling at you and they're not. So uh, because of that, I think some of the, there was some miscommunication and things like that. And, and I have the same problem with text with uh, some of the comedy agents I work for. It's very difficult to, um, to be very articulate and uh, specific in an email. It's very difficult. And you, I catch myself writing something and then rewriting something and then deleting it and then starting all over again. And I guess my PSA for the day is if you write something in an email or a text just be a little clean about it or try to be as concise as you can. Um, oh, and as I speak, we have more and more and more listeners. And uh, I would like to thank uh, Brendan, Phyllis, uh, Paul, and Jason. Jason, who was moving with, he's moving up to Vermont. Why? The trees, apparently. Um, and he wanted, he was moving, dropped something on his foot, broke the foot broke it and now he's he's got like a stormtrooper boot on or something like that and uh but he's i'm glad to see he's there and he's got wi-fi access wherever he is so um thank you uh, one and all of my listeners and because i'm this is an unscheduled show it it was i was literally and i'm using that word again ha you are a stormtrooper um i was not supposed to be here and as I was down in Newport, Rhode Island, I said, you know, there's a there's there's a, a thing I'd like to do because I'm kind of a geek. Um, for those of you who know me, and for those of you who don't, I'm kind of a geek. Um, 
I was big in, 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 uh, in school. Math and science were my thing. I loved math, loved science. Um, geometry, killing it, killing it. Uh, I was doing an event in, in Newport, Rhode Island. Jason, he, Jason asked why we in Newport. I was doing an event. Uh, the one you couldn't do because <laughs> you broke your foot. <laughs> um, so uh, in school, I was really good in math and science and, and geometry, and I had to take trigonometry. Um, and then I went into land surveying. So everything was linear in math. And, and I was huge, like, space geek, like space toys, um, knew everything, collected uh, not baseball cards, but, like, Superman 2. I still have them. Superman 2 trading cards. Um, I've got the Raiders of the Lost Ark trading cards, the whole set, my original set, E.T. trading cards, the whole set, original set with stickers, with stickers. Talk about super fucking geek. Um and as I'm down in Newport, waiting for the teams to find me, because we're doing a scavenger hunt type uh, scavenger hunt type deal, I thought to myself, I'd love to be able to just be geek out a little bit. So tonight is a special geek out show. And Batman 89, oh my God, do you? Yikes. Yikes, Omatic. The Tim Burton original. So um, but I wanted to geek out. So before I geek out and tease my guests and stuff like that, there's a few things I want to actually um Oh, I know what I did. This is what I this is what I want to talk about in the happening now model, which I'm kind of still in. Um, my wife is a uh, no. You know something? I'm I'm not going to do that. I'll do that on my next week's show. That's what I'll do. I'll just talk about some other stuff. So here's what I'm going to do because uh, I'm kind of still bouncing all over the place. Thank you for being patient with me. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week in movie history. This week in movie history, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and this was, uh, I put this together, and this is kind of my geeked out tribute for this day. So see if you guys can play the game along. These are all geeky type things, all geeky movies this week in movie history. This week in 1943, the super soldier serum was injected into Steve Rogers. <laughs> this week in 1966, Andy slash Adrian son of Rosemary Woodhouse, and Satan is born. <laughs> this week in movie history, 1967, David Banner takes notes on a database blood analysis. Uh, this week, this is a strange one, this week in 1975, Chrissy Watkins is killed by a shark while skinny dipping. <laughs> Here's a bizarre reference. This week in 1990, two, two amazing things happened. A cassette tape labeled Chilton is recorded, and Clarice Starling speaks to Hannibal Lecter for help <laughs> regarding a case. Um, this week in movie history in 2005, Barb and her brother Johnny go to their aunt's funeral and encounter zombies. <laughs> and this week in 2012, Alex Hopper tells Sam Shane... That he wants to marry her. So, ladies and gentlemen, those uh, this week in movie history. Uh, let's see if you can figure that out. In 1943, the super soldier serum was in, in, uh, injected into Steve Rogers, who's Captain America, first Avenger. 1966, Andy slash Adrian, son of Rosemary Woodhouse and Satan, is born. Uh, Rosemary's baby. 
Uh, this week, uh, 1967, David Banner takes notes on a database blood analysis, was the Hulk, which wasn't a great movie, but it was enough. Uh, this week in 1975, Chrissy Watkins is killed by a shark while skinny dipping. Anyone? Anyone? Jaws. Uh, this week in 1990, cassette tape labeled Chilton is recorded. And Clarice, two different movies, but they're kind of uh, uh, against each other. Or one's The prequel came out after the original. So the cassette tape labeled Chilton is recorded is from Hannibal. And Clarice Starling speaks to Hannibal Lecter for help with Silence of the Lambs, of course. Uh, and this uh, week in 2005, Barb and her brother Johnny go to their aunt's house and, ex and encounter zombies. Night of, Night of the Living Dead 3D. Hated it. <laughs> and uh, in this week in movie history, of course, 2012, Alex Hopper tells Sam Shane that he wants to marry her. I will give a superior prize to anyone who can actually identify that particular movie. Why do we hear voices? Can you hear the voices? I hear voices. <laughs> oh, it's outside. I've got kids. Everybody around me has got a pool. Do you know how sucky that is? Um, like, my house is kind of in the middle of the block because of a private driveway. So the people um, in my house, as my studio looks out the window, if I'm looking at my computer, which I am, and I look one way, pool. I look in front of me, pool. I look to my left, pool. I look behind me, pool. I look to my right, pool. <laughs> it's like a Stooges bit. Mary guessed the Avengers. No, no. And the last one, Alex Hopper and Sam Shane tells that he tells uh, he tells Sam Shane that he wants to marry her. Um, um, you sank my battleship <laughs> from 2012. Um, you weren't that good at that, people. You weren't that good. So I'll tell you what. Since uh, since I'm in a fairly good mood, why don't we play? Why don't we play a, a just game? Just you and me and the listeners. How about let's play Shut Up? Let's play Shut Up. Well, that's where the game is exactly what the title is. Used. <laughs> Uh, there is a movie. There is a movie uh, clip where I'm going to play, and in the clip, somebody yells "Shut up!" So I'm going to let the listening audience play against each other. And if you have a slower um, connection, I'm sorry, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Here's your first one, ladies and gentlemen. It's a four-second clip. See if you know it. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> I'll play it again. That's one. <laughs> that was, I think that was another Tim Burton movie. And uh, anyone? I'll give you a few seconds on that one. Um, you're in your cell sitting outside, uh, sitting out this game. Oh, Kim Santo cannot play. She's on her cell. Well, technically you can. If you can listen to it, you can actually play as well. Dick Tracy? What? No, ladies and gentlemen. That's from Mars Attacks. Shut up! Shut up! That's when Jack Nicholson is banging on the counter uh, during the uh, the presidential thing after something gets uh, aliens attack. This one you'll get. You you'll get this one. I know you will. Get him out of here! Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. <laughs> I'll play that one again. 
Get him out of here. Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. <laughs> Shut up, you fat man. <laughs> Anyone? Pulp Fiction is correct. Yes, here we go. Cam, I'll give you this one. Here, how about this one? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? There you go. <laughs> Continue. Continue. There you go. How about this one, everybody? <laughs> Shut up, Malfoy. <laughs> I'll play it again. I just love the term shut up. It's funny. <laughs> shut up, Malfoy. Shut up, Malfoy. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> shut up, Malfoy. Anyone? Anyone? This is it's yeah. <laughs> okay. Which one? <laughs> one of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. There we go. <laughs> It is so hot inside the studio because I have to shut the windows because of the pools. Kids in the pools. I'm sorry. We're playing a game. Prisoner of Azkaban. That is correct. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Proceed. That is the correct answer. Here we go. And uh, this one, should, you, you guys are going to like this one. Anybody care about what I want? I do. Shut up. Get out. Anybody care about what I want? I do. Shut up. Get out. <laughs> okay, come on, guys. That's me drinking water. I wish I was drinking wine tonight. I'd be wrecked, and I got a long day tomorrow, too. Um, let's see. Here we go. Uh, anyone? I'll play it one more time. Oh, Spider-Man. But wait a minute. What Spider-Man? You just don't get credit for just saying Spider-Man. Anybody care about what I want? I do. Shut <laughs> up. Get I do. <laughs> Hey, is that your brother who's directing? Yeah, Spider-Man 1. Eh, no, Paul. Dale. to shut up. No, that's incorrect. Somebody, oh, Spider-Man 3. Because you're wrong. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. There Did I go. break your concentration? <laughs> Please, continue. That's right. <laughs> Jason got it with Spider-Man 3. And, of course, the last one of Shut Up. Well, I still have your underwear. I still have your virginity. God, would you shut up? <laughs> Which is a movie I couldn't stand. I'll play it again. Well, I still have your underwear. I still have your virginity. God, would you shut up? <laughs> no, no, but it was in that um, that same vein. Um, uh, I don't know who wrote it. I think maybe Tina Fey. No, it. Yes, it's the kid who played Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> The what was the name of that movie we saw, Paul? Um, this is the end. <laughs> With that, <laughs> this is the end is a really bad movie. But if you watch it knowing it's a bad movie, it's funny. So, uh, yes, Juno, Juno, Phyllis got it. Oh my God, my sister got it, and her dial-up is lit is it's like two cans on a string. So Phyllis, you get this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Please continue. Yes, and that's how we play Shut Up. Uh, so that's the Shut Up game, everybody. And it's only five because it's hot in the studio. It really is just too hot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the first of, uh, of many breaks. <laughs> God, it feels like I'm high in here. I am going to play the first of many breaks. And when we come back, you are going to geek out with me. You might have noticed... The title of the show, You're One Crazed Re Weasel. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, I will explain that with my wonderful guest, Mr. Brendan Millette. And uh, I will actually, we'll be right back and I'll have him on the line. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, 
your uh, congenial, hot, sweaty, annoyed by the pool children host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Everybody, it's Chris Penny, and irregardless of what I'm doing, I am probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio, because it's. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Penny. What happened? Irregardless of what I'm doing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I am never going to have a technically professional show. Just (laughs) fucking never. I was all set. I don't even know why I played it in the wrong order. My the iTunes is all queued up. Damn you to hell, Steve Jobs! And I know you're playing Pinnacle with Hitler, you son of a bitch. You know why? Because a four and a five have the same connection, but they don't charge using the same cable. And now the seven and the eight. Go fuck yourself, Steve Jobs. God, I'm glad he's dead. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just hot. It's just fucking hot in here. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me via Skype is my guest. Brendan, save me from my this anarchy, which is my show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? <laughs> I'm fucking ranting for no apparent reason i had no idea you had such a problem with steve jobs i do i do and i have a mac and i have an iTouch, and i actually have two i have a first generation and i have a fourth generation and Mm -hmm. just you know everybody here's my here's my here's my mac books here's my mac story before i went to buy my phone before i got my phone i've got a galaxy note 2 right now um and Mm -hmm. i just bought this maybe I don't know, three months ago. Before that, I had the Galaxy Nexus, one of the first generations full of Google phones. And I was deciding, do I want to go with Google or do I want to go, do I want to go Android? Do I want to go, you know, iPhone? So what I did is I said, look, I'm going to get a tablet. I got a Samsung Galaxy tablet, started using that. I went, yeah, it's pretty good. I said, you know, let me go to the Mac store. I'll buy them. I'll buy an iPad. There's no restocking fee. If it doesn't work, I'll return it. Boom. No, no problem. No fault. I got them, plugged it into my my uh, my MacBook, worked like a charm, but it really didn't do everything I wanted to do. It wasn't customizable. I brought it back the next day. I said, yeah, I'm, I want to return this iPad. He went, what? I'd like to return. <laughs> I'd like to return this iPad. Why? Well, <laughs> yeah. And I go, well, it's um, it, it actually, you know, it's it's not doing everything I want it to do. What, what do you want it to do? <laughs> and I go, I it's it's well, I want to do more database and some spreadsheet stuff, and then you got to pay for the app. I don't want to pay for the app, and I have one, blah blah. blah so I like to return it. He goes, oh, okay, uh, Steve, won't you help him out? And you would think I would told a kid there was no. 
you know, like the Easter Bunny won't come for you. You know, it's like, oh, Santa Claus has put you on the naughty list. It, this is a grown fucking man. And he was like, oh, he was literally, he almost ran away in a crying fit. And I'm like, you monkey. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Santa Claus there because all I could think of was Herbie doesn't like to make toys. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like kind of a reaction. What? <laughs> what do you mean you want to return your iPad? Oh, that's exactly what it was. But that's enough of my <laughs> rant. And it's not that I have a problem with, but they upgrade the technology so that you can't retrofit it. Like with yeah. Final Cut Pro, they make the upgrade so yeah. that it can't work on older it can't work on older computer. You have to buy a new computer. And yep. you know that's it. I don't. You know, I just what the. F- that's why I use Adobe Premiere. That's, I don't touch Final Cut. That's right. So. You just mess around with Adobe. There you go. And I'm mm-hmm. speaking of that. Speaking of now, mm-hmm. the listening audience, you actually brought some listeners uh, with you. Some of your friends, uh, apparently. I think yeah, you got a couple friends with you. This is uh, Rita, which I don't. I don't know Rita. Yes. Rita, I don't know you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you are or who you think you are by typing in. I've been. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, don't bait her, man. You don't know what you're getting into. Really? No, okay, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just. You know what it is? I'm, I, you know when you're in that mood, you seem irritable, and you just flail around. You accidentally yep. punch her like a giant in the face, and you're like, "I'm so <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to hit the giant." Um, <laughs> so, so that's what I'm kind of up against. But I will say this: um, you are Brendan Millet. Is now I always want to say Millet or Millet because I'm thinking of this two L's, one T. So what's the correct pronunciation? Am I doing it right? It's actually millet, but that's perfectly fine because the first time I tuned tuned into your show, I realized I've been pronouncing your name incorrectly for the last 13 years because I've been saying Scalia all this no, time. I'm like, you couldn't have corrected me one time? No, but I will tell you this. It, there's there's not a bad... Cor- my sister and I have this debate all the time. The Italian pronunciation is Scalia. The mm-hmm. New England pronunciation is Scalia. Or, okay. And it gets butchered every single time. And growing up, my parents had so many different configurations of my pronunciation of my name. But when I started traveling more, especially to New York, and people would see it written, and they would say Scalia. And after the 5th or 10th or 15th time, I figured I was going to stop correcting them. And then I said, you know, it makes sense just to leave it the way it is because uh, the Supreme Court Justice is named Anton Scalia and right. there's Jack Scalia, the actor. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to correct people anymore. So you have not been mispronouncing my name. I've, okay, well, that's- I've been the douchebag. So <laughs> imagine that. So Mr. Millet. <laughs> yes. All right, Brendan, tell a listening audience who you are so that they don't think this is just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm indulging myself. You and okay, I, knew, sure. you, you and I know um, each other from the 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 movie thing. Speaking of Adobe Premiere, yes. Uh, hence the the title of the show. You're one crazed weasel. Um, I run a uh, a film group called Crazed Weasel Entertainment. I have now for oh god, a long time, about yeah. 13 years. And um, Mark actually auditioned for my first film. Uh, I think it was sometime in the summer of '01. And uh, I think you read for just about every male part in that movie. I was I was um, given my role. I didn't have to act. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you got one of the best scenes in the whole movie, and you know what I'm talking about on that one. Um, but I, uh, I I've also uh, put Mark in uh, a bunch of short films as well, and uh, just liked him immediately. Thought it was a really funny guy, and uh, I've been to a bunch of his shows. Although yeah. I got to tell you, I'm done bringing girlfriends to your shows, man, because every time I do, we always end up breaking up. So it's some yeah. kind of kiss of death. That's not. <laughs> for some it's not reason. like it's not like they break up with you the next day. No, no, that's true. It's well, not that, like this guy's not, not funny. Fuck you. You know, I'm not, out of here. That's <laughs> not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can that be my fault? That's just hey, not I, right. It's cosmic coincidence, but it's pretty incredible. 
That's just not me. Oh, uh, speaking of the short films that you were talking about, the first one, which was actually mm-hmm. called Cubicle Slaves. Yes, and, that was uh, a feature, not a short, but yeah. And I'll tell you, I should have done a bunch of shorts before I tried to tackle a feature because, although right. although a very fun time, there there were aspects of that that were just a freaking nightmare. Well, that's what I tell my students all the time. I said, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't tackle a feature, tackle something else. And speaking of uh, cubicle slaves, uh, uh, I got this one. How about this? Um, I was looking at the numbers, and it looks <laughs> like we received a lot of support inquiries over the weekend, uh, which is not surprising since the new version of our web browser uh, hit the shelves last week. So naturally, God, people are going to have questions about the new functions and oh. Any software conflicts they Ray, might be experiencing? Ray pulls out his CLIA. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were all able to focus and uh, answer these inquiries as quickly and as um, thoroughly as possible. So, oh, uh, Gwen called to say that she yeah. has a doctor's appointment and, and she'll be in a little late. That's Gwen. Um, oh, are there any questions? Does anyone have any uh, <laughs> questions or, or concerns? Yeah. Did you do something to your hair this weekend? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> thank you for noticing, Ray. It looks really good like that. Well, well thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should. I should have sure. set up the clip better. So, <laughs> cubicle sure, slaves. Right out of the gate, bring up my porn past. No, <laughs> cubicle <laughs> slaves was actually uh, my first. It was actually my, one of my, it, it, if not the first. Uh, Within one or two, I think it was my first experience on a, on a uh, film set, and wow. it was uh, the Cubicle Slaves. I'll, I'll let you set it up. Cubicle Slaves is about um, a guy. Uh, yes, it's about yeah. a guy by the name of Mick Adams who uh, he works in an office, but he's obsessed with professional wrestling and wants to become a pro wrestler. And they say, "Write what you know," and that's exactly the the person that I was at the time. <laughs> I was about twenty five years old and about. 50 pounds heavier and I had delusions that I should actually try something like that and when I realized I couldn't I said well screw it I'll write a script about it and it's it's actually very funny it I think it came out um what like a year and a half two years before office space it was in that same no it was after it office was, space you're you, Oh, that's what I mean. It was two years after yeah, yeah. Space. But it's yeah, it it's really all these very strange characters. Um, was it 2005? For real? Yeah, well, we finished shooting in 02, but it was in post-production hell for the longest time. <laughs> uh, until I finally locked Ian in a room for an entire weekend and said, we're finishing this thing, and I don't care if it kills us. <laughs> well, so. it'll probably kill him. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's still kicking. So. No, I know. It, we, actually, yeah. with, uh, with Ian, I've actually done some... Uh, I've booked a, a comedy show up his uh, up his way in Nottingham. So, oh, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, let yeah. me put my uh, let me put your information in the um, in the chat. Uh, this is Brendan Millet, uh, and you can visit him on Cinema Exploitation. <laughs> nice try, <laughs> nice try. Cin- um, oh, there's no a Cine Exploitation. No, correct. Cine Exploitation. I put it in. I don't have to say it because it's people just cut and paste. <laughs> People are just going to cut and paste it. Uh, and you true. can actually follow him on uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash grindhouse guy, all one word. Um, yes. And you can see 
you can see some of his clips and things like that. And um, with Cubicle Slaves, because it was your first film, and it was, I think, my first film, I was I was toying with a whole bunch of ideas. I wanted to dye my hair. I wanted to get along. <laughs> I, I remember going through all kinds of crazy stuff with you, and you were so good at saying, <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, whatever you want to do, that's good, and you're the character. And I said, oh, I bring in my little Sony Clier, which, which was uh, uh, just after the Palm Pilot kind oh, of thing. It was the Sony Clier, which was based on the Palm software yeah um so my character had that he was taking notes constantly mm-hmm. and uh was it gwen yes and and what was and i actually just friended her what was her name stacy terry fuentes terry terry um and this was the funny story um in production yes clea did rock it totally did paul had one and that's why i got one um <laughs> but in this in the actual script um gwen is the office uh, uh, like <laughs> she's the office bike. Everyone's had a ride. Yes, she's she's a very easygoing girl, and by easy, I mean very easy. I mean not difficult yes. at all. Um, <laughs> and, and essentially, she's she's pretty much had sex with everybody in the office, or mostly everybody in the office. Just about, yeah. <clears throat> in Ray, my character, uh, kind of a kiss ass. He's got a thing for the supervisor, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, he's like the total kiss ass. And he sees Gwen uh, in the break room and says, oh, those reports, you were supposed to do that. And, and she wanted me to talk to you about these reports. And Gwen sees him as this, oh, he's a mouse and I'm a cat. And she tries to play with him. <laughs> and in the script, she's supposed to grab him, um, tongue kiss him hard, have yeah. her line, and then throw him on the desk. And yes. me, in my infancy of acting and my... <laughs> and my and my, yeah. my 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 effort to make things seem more believable. And Terry, beautiful girl. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Even stunning. you know, even what, 10, 12 years ago, phenomenally gorgeous. I mean, now I think she's oh, yeah. married and has a kid or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's just beautiful girl. And of course she's supposed to attack me. And I went, you know, Brendan, I don't think she would do that to him. <laughs> and everybody went, What? And I go, well, yeah, because she's she would play with just like a cat. She would play with him, and then she would attack him. And I went, "You stupid fucking (laughs) moron!" I thought exactly that when you said it. You were like, "Oh, you actually said it." Would be, did I say it? You said it on set. You go, uh, you realize you just talked yourself out of a a on screen (laughs) kiss. And I was like, "Fuck." Apparently, I had even less of a filter back then. If I actually said it in front of her, like Jesus, no, it was very, and it was just very funny. But I said, no, it's going to make more sense. And of course, you it, were like, kissing would to be too intimate for her. She would just throw me down yeah. and have her way with me. Yes, and then we didn't even get that part because she kind of she motioned to hit me to move me down, and I banged my elbows down. And every time yeah. I was like, ooh, ooh, you were right, Mark. Yeah, it's a fucking bump. I can take it. Let's just do it. I was just going to say, you took a bump like a wrestler, man. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. I was in good. I was in great shape ten years ago, and now I'm just in a shape. So, <laughs> well, but, you did you did read for the lead character, so that would have meant you would have had to wrestle. So at least I you had did. taken a bump down. Yeah, so. and I, you know, I, I was a big fan of wrestling. I was, uh, as we talked about it many times, I'd, you know, big yes. big fan of the the wrestling, and then even the second generation uh, of the second evolution of wrestling with Steve Austin and all that with the, oh yeah, you know, everybody said, what? I'm going to kick your ass. What? You know what I'm saying. What? The whole crowd would just They're still what? doing the what. Are they really? 
It, seriously, uh, good it's, for them. It's ridiculous. I don't watch it that often anymore, but when I do, anytime <laughs> somebody pauses, what they what? just ignore it now. <laughs> Because I'm like, seriously, 15 years of this shit? Let it go. Oh, no, no. You can't let it go. Oh. can't let it go. And you've done, and then you and now you and I did the, we did the feature on Cubicle Slaves. And then you went yes. on to do a bunch of other movies. And mm-hmm. then you kind of, you learned your lesson as I did. Features, don't fuck around. Do short, short, no. short, short, work up to it. And then at least maybe put all the shorts together. Um, and mm-hmm. that's what you did. You had a, uh, a, a film festival. You rented a bunch of um, your shorts. And mm-hmm. uh, didn't you have a short uh, Crazy Weasel uh, short film festival? Um, we didn't have a short film festival. We were actually we were planning on it. I mean, before the premiere of Cubicle Slaves, we did show a few shorts before that as kind of an opening act. But no, we never did a short film festival. I, I've been either wanting to do that or a DVD. But we'll oh see. yeah, well, I was just going to bring up uh, Alone, the other movie oh, God. that we actually did. Which why are you bringing up all my bad movies? No, <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't think Alone was bad at all. I mean, I had a great time uh, on the on the set. Um, it featured, uh, let me see if I get everybody's name right. Uh, it says written and directed by Brendan. Uh, and yes. then uh, Trisha, who also was yes. in uh, Cubicle Slaves, uh, myself, and Dan Gorgon, um, mm-hmm. which I was in uh, um, uh, House Divided with him. Yes. Um, a really accomplished guy. We got to use his house, which was awesome for the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll let you set up that clip, and then what I'll do is I'll play. I'll, I've already prepped the clip, so... You can, oh, uh, so this is this for a loan? Yeah, this is for a loan. Okay. And, All right. Uh, well, this was me. Um, and you just tell me where you. Write. You just tell uh, me where it is, and I'll I'll find the clip that you're talking about, or the piece that you're talking about in that moment. So. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling you're leading me towards a clip? <laughs> no, no, I have the I have the whole film. Oh, okay. I have the whole um, film. Well, uh, what I did was I was trying to write some kind of a suspense movie, and um, what it is is there's a, an unfaithful wife who's home by herself. She gets a phone call from her husband, and then she ends up calling her lover to come over, and she ends up being stalked by somebody who gets into her house. Um, as far as, geez, as far as clips, it's been a million years since I watched that movie. Um, I would probably have to say maybe the phone conversation between. Uh, Trisha's character and her husband. F- funny you would say that, Brent. <laughs> Considering you're in that scene. I'm, I'm, well, I can play any clip, um, but uh, I'll just play that clip. So we got that. Sure. Here we go. Here's a clip from Alone. Hello. Hey, gorgeous. Hold on a second. I've got to go. You know, it's my sister. It sounds like her and Bill had another one of their fights. But I'll be there tomorrow to pick you up at the airport, okay? I love you. Love you too. Hey, Randy. Hey, beautiful. How's it going? Fine. Just finishing up an email to my sister. What's up? Is uh, Tony still in New York? Maybe. What if I told you that my wife had gone out to a concert with a friend of hers and was going to be out until very, very late? I tell you to get your butt over here right now and give me some of that. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You knew I was going to play it all the way up to that part, right? You knew I that. Know. <laughs> no. Now, come on, man. I just celebrated my 10-year anniversary of The Last Laugh, and that movie was not great by any stretch of the imagination. But what I did is I re-edited, you know, with, you know, 10 years later, I re-edited it and I put it together, <clears throat> and I, I knew what I did. I knew, you know, my mistakes at the time, 
And we all learn. And I, you know, you may go, oh, fuck, don't do that to me. But you, <laughs> you become a better filmmaker. You had to have the bumps. Otherwise, you wouldn't do. And this was a fun film to do. I mean, it was suspenseful. It was edited. It was edited great. Um, yes. And I got to do a little fight choreography where Trisha actually cut her hand because I was going, go slower. So Yeah, she kind of like, she got a little nick from the knife because I was too much of a dumbass to buy a stunt knife for that scene. <laughs> so... Well, I'm like, that would have been a nightmare if she had actually like really gotten hurt. Yeah, but it's it's I mean, you know, I thought the film was was a really good I, I thought it was a good piece. I enjoyed my role in it. I really had a good time. And and uh, I guess Trish was Trish wasn't naked, which no, no, which if you're going to film a film using non-union actors, fuck it. Everybody gets naked. Did you not learn <laughs> anything? You, she would not have done that. So. It, it it doesn't matter what she would have done. <laughs> you find someone who can do that. Yes, and, I think uh, my my it, only real problem with <laughs> with that film was like, okay, there's a couple of scenes where the dialogue. I'm like, holy crap, did I actually write something that cheesy? <laughs> but but it was the ending. The ending was so predictable. Wow. And I remember after we debuted that film, Dan Gorgon and I went back and forth for days and we were talking about changing the ending and you wouldn't believe some of the ideas like it's like oh wait it's actually um randy's wife but dressed as a man and it was like ridiculous like all of these ideas we were coming up with to try to fool people but no, no just wasn't gonna happen but it's i mean it's supposed to be i mean it's a, i mean some of my student films i mean now the students that i've had um they do films that are just beyond you know unbelievable anything that we could have ever we could ever do sure. but well, the technology is so much more you know available and just so much more advanced now oh yeah you know? yeah yeah and, and just, i mean I you mean, can make and edit a movie on your iphone now yeah and it's sick because you the quality is just amazing and you know and now people add soundtrack and stuff like that and that you know believe me i've you know i've seen bad acting and you put a little music behind it and you are like fucking Lawrence olivier all of a sudden so <laughs> So speaking of that, this was actually, uh, this was one of my, and I was going to go with um, the last uh, film you and I w were involved with because I've since gone union and I can't do any of the fun films like I want to. Um, sure. There was uh, the film, her name was Jessica. Yes. And here's the thing. I, I don't think we've ever talked about this film, but I wanted you to tell me the, the, the origin or the impetus for, for putting this film together. Um. Oh, geez. Uh, how much do I actually tell you? Um, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's well, a very dark film. It is. It is. Um, what had happened was, well, the genesis of it is actually very different than what it ended up being. Um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Adam, and we were coming back from a movie. I forget which one. And we were trying to come up with a concept for what would be the sickest idea for a buddy movie. Okay. And... <laughs> We came up with this concept of these buddy serial killers slash rapists. But I said, dude, we can't possibly, this won't, we had initially envisioned before we came up with that concept that it was going to be a dark comedy. But when we went to that place, I'm like, you can't make that funny. Right. You just cannot make that funny. So I said, it would have to be a serious film. And he agreed with me on that one. And I had actually had the script written for a while. And I, I think it was, I had the script written, I think for four years before we actually made it. And, um, I, I was afraid to make it because it was too dark, you know? And I thought, I'm just, I'm never going to get 
people to do this. I mean, not that it's graphic. It's not a graphic film at all. And I, I actually didn't want it to be graphic because right. it wasn't meant to be like gratuitous or anything like that. It wasn't an exploitation movie. Um, but then, you know, um, we, we found uh, an actress uh, by the name of Nancy and uh, her now husband, Brian, uh, who was on the set. And uh, she was just a great sport about everything. And, of course, then we had Jim Murphy and Bill Holdcroft, who yeah. I swear I could make a career out of making buddy <laughs> films with those two. They got along so well. I put them in like three films together. Yeah. Um, and they just played off each other really well. And then, of course, you played the father, uh, a vengeful father, tracking down his daughter's killers. Um, what, what's funny, funny, a side story for that. We actually, um, I initially didn't think you were going to be available for the film. So we actually read a bunch of people for that father role. And one of them was a guy by the name of Ted Arcidi, um, who, if you've never heard of him, Mm -hmm. um, became famous for two things. Once he was the first guy to ever bench press 700 pounds. And he was also a wrestler in the WWF in the (laughs) eighties. I think I actually had an action figure of the guy and he came in. Uh, to Seth's old place in Lemonster. Seth was my co-producer and editor. And he read for the part, and I mean, think about this. I could have put on our website, former WWE superstar Ted Arcidi. Due respect to the man, he was terrible. I mean, he was just not, like, it was so forced. Really? And just and some of the stuff he just ad-libbed, Seth and I joke about to this day. And, and the kicking the nuts is that about a year later we're watching the super bowl and there's ted rcd in a fedex ad (laughs) super bowl like son of a bitch (laughs) well you know if you gave him the film he wouldn't have been able to do the fedex thing so you probably did (laughs) you did him a you did him a solid right there well well, he got paid for the fedex yes well the the, uh well her name is jessica is now when you gave it when you actually said hey mark do you want to do this you know, I did, and I was, I was still kind of choosing. Like at first, I was taking whatever would come to me, and then I got a little more choosy, and I read the script, and I went, "Wow, this is really dark." But it was, um, I mean, it was written very well, and it, it is a testimony to, you know, your evol- your evolution as a filmmaker, because mm-hmm. this, it's, it's a very complicated thing, and it was, and I'll tell you, um, it involves, you know you know, a child, not a child, but a young, a young daughter. I think his, right. she was what, she 12, was like 13, 13, 14, she, something like 13, that. 13, yeah. 14 years old, abduction and then murder and then, you know, rape and all this stuff. And it's not funny, but it's this really no. dark thing. And it was very much layered. And my character wasn't this cut and dry character, which I was mm. very happy about. Um, you know, he comes in, it's just not these, he's not coming in guns a blazing, even though he comes in guns a blazing. Um, he explains himself and there's Mm -hmm. this, this, and we worked out, you know, stunts and gags and all that stuff. And then we had weapons, uh, we had the weapons working and everything. And it's just, it was really good. And so I, I would like to play, uh, the clip of, um, let's say I'll go, please tell me it's the clip of like you holding up the picture to Jim and giving your explanation for everything, right? Yes, yes. I went, oh, that was a great scene. It's a matter of fact. Here we go. You, you killed that. What the? Oh, me. Well, it's broken now. Sick fuck. You killed her. You both killed her. You raped my little girl. Yeah. You wouldn't mind uh, narrowing it uh, down a little bit, huh, Chief? 
Jessica. Her name was Jessica. She was 13 years old. She never hurt anybody in her life. She was sweet and innocent, and you killed her! How could you do that? <laughs> Dude, a sweet beast ass like that? Who wouldn't? Well, shit, way to bring down the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to this day, Jim's wife can't watch that movie. Really? She will not watch it. She saw just a little bit of it, and she's like, you were just way too creepy. She's like, no, she can't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty intense. And I think even that scene, we, I, I, I mean, think we did it. We had to do it twice because I think uh, when he fell, he put his hand through the wall. Yeah, he broke. We, we had the shot completely lined up differently. <laughs> and when, I mean, all 250 pounds of him hit the wall, the wall just caved in. Right. Because I, cr- like, I cracked oh, him in the, shit. I cracked so him in had, the face with the yeah. gun. And the gag was whoever is in control, whoever does the, whoever's being hit is in control of the gag. So yes. I hit him in the face and he fell back <laughs> and went boom, boom and just put his hand right through the wall. And yeah. that was not part of the production at all. No, not at all. So then it was like, oh, crap. And he's like, don't worry about the wall. I'll worry about fixing the wall. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll set it up over here. And yeah, yeah it was a pain in the butt. But uh, I guess um, with with that film, with it being so dark, and you know how you said your character wasn't cut and dry. It wasn't like, okay, I killed these guys. Now I'm okay. Yeah. I was actually going for something so bad can happen to you that there is no payback. You know, even though he got them, yeah, it didn't help. Yeah, you know? and, 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 and to just explain yeah. some of the film, not to give the entire thing away, because certainly no. people can actually. I found it online, and it's uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. have it. I don't know if it's on uh, your website or something, but I actually don't remember where I found it. Um, but after the he unloads, and actually one of one of the listeners, Paul said, um, uh, he said, "Oh, that was special." Hold on a second. Oh no, that's something else. That's, that was something goes, else. <laughs> he goes. Would have been cooled if you reloaded and shot more, he said. <laughs> but what it does is after he after he unloads the gun on this guy, um, mm-hmm. the expression on his face is you're exactly right. He takes no he doesn't feel any better. Yeah. Like exactly. at all. He doesn't feel better at all. And um because the because the film was so dark and it was mm-hmm. so intense. We were, I mean, I'm a comic. I try to have fun, sure. and Bill is very funny, and everybody was funny. <laughs> and we had to break it up because it is, it, it's like this really dark, twisted kind of humor. There's um, a reason why at the end of the movie, I put a bunch of funny outtakes. I'm like, okay, now it's time to cleanse the palate. Nobody actually got hurt. Oh, you know? this is the scene where Bill. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Bill, and you're rubbing your nipple with yes, a gun. <laughs> yes. Because what happens is Bill opens the door. He's the first guy because they order pizza while one guy is actually doing something else. And there's a knock on the door, doorbell. He comes to the door and me as the father has the gun and just pop him once right through the head. And, you know, I'm like, we're probably going to get this in two takes. So uh, let me break it up a little bit. And he opens the door and I've got my jacket half off my shoulder and I'm rubbing my nipple with the gun. (laughs) And that's when he falls out and starts laughing. There were uh, uh, two little side notes about that is that, of course, Bill's character um, is in the living room and in an act of shameless self-promotion, he's yep. sitting there watching Cubicle, Cubicle Slaves. slaves. <laughs> Do you know what it took for me to find a scene he wasn't in? I mean, he he had a bigger role than even the lead, but right. I finally found one that he wasn't in. And then it was funny because, um, you know, you had mentioned my Facebook page, uh, Grindhouse Guy, because I do um, 
uh, a web series where I review and make fun of exploitation movies called <laughs> Grindhouse Guy. I inadvertently and didn't realize it till after the fact kind of ripped off one of your outtakes from that movie because there's this you're in the car with Nancy and you just go off with just and you oh amplify my. the Italian accent. You're like, I just shot five fucking guys for you. Boom, boom, and a fucking head. Oh, and, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I have that at the end of the clip. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's uh, here. Hold on. I got this. Oh, no. This is the real oh. movie. I don't want to say that. Here's the outtakes. Uh, outtakes. Boom, boom, and a fucking head. <laughs> don't yell at me! Fine, fine. Every time we go out, this is what happens. <laughs> Every time! Are you rolling? You're so wrong. <laughs> you wait. You wait till your mother finds out what you did in there. You wait. This is so bad. You, you, you I don't have to do about Last week. Five guys. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not right. Just none of it's right. Well, what had happened was I, I reviewed a movie that apparently I'm like the only horror fan on the planet that doesn't like. It's called The Beyond. It was done in the early 80s. And um, this guy is shooting at these zombies and he's shooting them in the chest. He's shooting them in the chest. And I'm like, shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> Anytime you've ever dropped one of these guys is when you shot them. And I did it exactly like this in a fucking head. And I just realized I'm like, oh, just off mark. That's still funny. We can still use that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, which of course you are, you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and my guest is uh, film uh, critique and writer, director, and producer, Brendan uh, Millett. And uh, here's what we're going to do, Brendan. Um, I'm going to take our second break, and when we come back, I've got some very special games for you, my friend, if you'd like oh, to play. So we will be back in a moment with Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. gives out Christmas presents in July. He was born 18 weeks early. He'll ask for the bill after given a menu. He once finished the Focus T25 workout in four minutes. He is the most impatient man in the world. I don't often watch movies, but when I do, it's in fast forward. Stay thirsty, my friend. You listen to radio, irregardless. Irregardless is even a word, which means this is even a show, which means you are just in the black hole of nothingness. What are you doing? Wake up, look around you people. Stop listening to this program. It's not giving you any advantages in the world, except maybe a few laughs. Enjoy. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219- Nine two nine four. And we're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype is Brendan Millett, star Hello. of stage, screen, and uh, writer, director, and editor of wonderful films. And you actually like to put yourself in films and doing little cameos and things like that, which is actually very fun. And I learned my lesson to not ever be in my own fucking film. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I think it's okay if you just play a small role. I mean, when we did Cubicle Slaves, I'm in one scene and then I'm out, yes. you know? But that was a pain in the ass. I mean, try directing when you're on camera. Not fun. Uh, I've done it. And yeah, yeah. It sucks out loud. Yep. So, Brendan, I will put this to you. Um, okay. Which do you lean more? Now, like, I, as I started the show, you're kind of a geek. I'm a geek. I mm -hmm. like the geek and stuffy and stuff like that. And I could, a lot of bizarre references. And, you know, the happening, um, the This Week in Movie History, a lot of that sci-fi and, and, and horror yes. movies. Which would you say you lean towards? Which is more your favorite genre, sci-fi or horror? Horror. Definitely. Horror is more your favorite? Then yes. you know. Then you know what, what game we're going to start with then? Sci-fi high. Here we go. Oh. oh, yes. Space, the final frontier. It is. There are those who believe that life here. Oh, Galactica, nice. Gets better. Far across the universe. <laughs> oh. That's right. For those of you playing at home, that was Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and of course... Doctor Who. <laughs> so there you go. All right, Brendan, here's what we're going to yes. do. We're going to play Sci-Fi High, which you, you get a high from Sci-Fi, and that's how it's Sci-Fi High. Not as Among like, other things. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to be playing directly against our listening audience, and uh, some of these people, pretty good at the Sci-Fi, um, mm -hmm. and you are actually online as well, so you have the ability to actually see when they write it. So yep. that's your disadvantage. But now is via Skype. So Skype and you and I, we're much faster than our listeners. And so you have the advantage of being uh, a few seconds ahead of the delay, which, of course, is the Internet's um, uh, condom, if you will. So it prevents things from happening all at the same time. So Well, in that case, I'd be a few sec seconds <laughs> premature. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that's why. So you are using the Internet's version of Viagra right now via <laughs> Skype, and you will be ready and, and so able. This is going to be hard. This okay. is, it's going to womp womp. So, <laughs> so uh, you're going to be playing against them. There are five, and what we're going to do is we're going to do sci-fi first, and then we're going to do horror uh, to All see right. how good. And each question is worth one point. We have five of each. So, um, yes, here we go. Uh, all right. Starting first one. As soon as you know it, yell out. If the listeners know it before you, you lose. You get nothing, sir. Here we Good go. Good day, sir. First one. Like tears in rain. Oh, these are not going to be easy, by the way. These are not. No. I, I said you're so. That was barely a clip. What that the heck was, was It's nine <laughs> seconds. Listen to it again. Like. Tears. Like tears. Yeah, I got that. In rain. In rain. Holy shit. You lost. I have... You lost. Oh. You, you get it incorrect. <laughs> In my defense, I'm probably the only sci-fi fan who didn't like Blade Runner. So. <laughs> you got it incorrect, and Paul got it right. So here we go. Paul, this is for you. <laughs> Paul, this is audience. Oh, switch off. This is one. <laughs> audience is one, and Brendan is the big Zippo zero. I got a rep nothing. I got a reputation to uphold here. You Jesus. just, you just got, you got bit slapped sci-fi style. <laughs> <laughs> B 
Bazinga, I think. I should have got Bazinga. That would have been a great oh, clip. Oh, yeah, you need Bazinga. Bazinga, but yes. that's only when it's comedy, not... Well, it's a zinger, so I should have got that. Exactly. All right, yeah, you need that. Here's, the, here's the second one for you. See how good you really are. There is no spoon. Matrix. Oh, Matrix is, uh, let's see, correct. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, for a little bonus points, um, Blade Runner, who said it? Character and actor. See if you know that one. Yep, my brother got Matrix. Do you know who said, uh, oh, don't do any internet searching? No Googling, that's cheating. No Googling is cheating. It's actually uh, Roy Bata. Uh, it was Rutger Howard. And oh, okay. who knows the, uh, the the Matrix, the kid who said that? And it was a, a his character's name was Spoon Boy. That was his character's <laughs> fucking name. Oh, no. See, I'm not even. All right. You won't that. get that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you get one, and the audience has one. And, uh, All right. Yep. Spell check. Yep. Spell check. Here you go. <laughs> See if you get this one. Paul, you get quick on this one, buddy. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Fifth element. Oh. <laughs> See? That's what I'm talking about. You want to geek out? That's how you play. That was fifth <laughs> got element. This, man. I got Lilu this by Dallas the ass. <laughs> Lilu Dallas Multipass. Uh, that was a Fifth Element starring uh, Brad. Uh, uh, Brad, fucking Bruce Willis. Um, which I, you know, the thing drinking when they, over there. Jesus. When they showed, no, I actually, I got. I'm, I'm having a heat stroke. I think <laughs> because my studio, aka my fucking, I should just be in the basement. I'd be underground. I'd be cooler. Anyway, yeah, I'd be a lot cooler. Um, the thing about that movie is the trailer never. The trailer is it makes the movie seem different than it is because yes. the movie is hysterical. It's just a yeah. great, really good movie. And it's one of my favorite movies. I think Kim Santo at some point said she loved it too. It's just, and I saw it with uh, Paul. Uh, he's my two dad, your two dads. Uh, we saw that in Seattle and I was like, that movie was fucking good. All right. Yeah. Here's one. Now nobody's going to get this one. Nobody. Five seconds worth of clips and you have to nail the movie. Here we go. Classic movie. The day the earth stood still. Are you shitting me? <laughs> wow. What year did that movie come out? See how geek you really are. Uh, I keep wanting to say 54. Oh, no. 51. So close. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's in the right decade anyway. Right. But um, that was the, uh, and you know the remake? Yes. The remake starring? Keanu Reeves. Yes. And? No idea. Oh, he said my... No, nobody got it right. It's 51. Abandoned ship. <laughs> <laughs> you got it wrong. And, and then, okay, I'll take it a step geekier. Those words, Klaatu, Verata, Niktu, were then recycled for what movie? Oh, did anybody? See, I, see, that I knew. I knew I heard it before. Klaatu, yep. Verata, Niktu. Um, yes. I don't know the movie. Oh, I probably know oh, it if I hear it. see if anybody in the chat gets it Oh, yes, quick. yes. There you go. Challenge me. Fuck it. Challenge my listeners. Uh, there you go. Anybody? Klaatu... I'll give you a hint. Klaatu, Verata. <laughs> Nobody, really? Army of Darkness. Oh, that's what I... Oh, I see. I knew I yes. fucking knew it. I knew I knew it. But I didn't know I knew it. So yep. now I know it. So that's yep. what we're doing. And knowing is half the battle. So you got, so far, you have uh, one, two, three. And the last one, and uh, I'll tell you what, just to make it fair, take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take a deep breath. And wait for the, just don't wait for the trans, don't wait for the translation, answer the question. <laughs> there you go. You got that reference. Here you go. Take nice a second. Course. 
I won't let you answer until the clip is over. 13 seconds. Okay, I'll keep my mouth shut till the clip. You maniacs! <laughs> you <laughs> blew it up! <laughs> damn you! Chat's gonna get it faster than me if I can't answer. Star Trek? Are you shitting me, Star Trek? Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, the original one. And who said the line? Charlton Heston. You get your stinking balls off me. There we go. So you have four and the audience has one, but they, wow, you shellack them on the back end. So here we go. Uh, since uh, that, that was sci-fi, now we're going to play. You want to see something really scary? You want to see something really scary? You bet. <laughs> That's from Twilight Zone, the movie. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and what's his name who did the voice of... Um, uh, the clownfish in Nemo. Nemo's dad. Oh, crap. Uh, the, Nemo's dad. Oh, what the fuck? And I don't uh, have kids, and you don't have kids. and I don't have kids. Yeah, it's just no, say, I don't have kids. I'm one kidding. of our listeners is geeking out and has kids. Albert Brooks, thank you. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. There, you know, okay, so if you get it right, you get this. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. <laughs> <laughs> Which I couldn't find anything funnier than that. That's Phil Hartman doing Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, and if you get it wrong, you get this. That was scary. <laughs> Which is from Supernatural. <clears throat> so here we go. And the same rules for my listener, for you, Brendan. You have to wait until the whole clip is out just to give the audience a fighting chance because you are like, Sight. just so good. Here we go. <laughs> first one. Co- oh, first one coming up. Have such sights to show you. Oh. <laughs> Hellraiser. Yes, it is correct. You don't scare me. I got <laughs> chunks of guys like you in my stool. <laughs> Time to play. <laughs> Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. <laughs> Which those movies scared the shit out of me. Well, the first one did. The oh, second, yeah. the second one was like, really. Yeah. I'm afraid okay. of a guy with Second, pins in his head. The fourth one, Pinhead in freaking space. Yeah. I, I met Chuck Bradley, the actor who plays Pinhead. He's actually a very nice, very soft-spoken guy. Nothing at all like you would expect. No, the fourth one was the space station that turned into the box. Stop yeah. it. All right, here we go. Again, only three seconds. Do your best. Oh, where is it? Here we go. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Come which, on. Which one? <laughs> which one? The original. What year? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's unstoppable. Anything else you yeah, want to know? Come on. Guys like you in my stool. <laughs> <laughs> He's unstoppable, this guy. <laughs> so you have five versus one. The audience is just abandoned ship. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is like, "Fuck this guy!" Click. It's, it's like he's fucking. Is what's the year? Yes, he did get the year. All right, here we go. One of my favorite clips. Seen one too many movies. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies? <laughs> movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creative. <laughs> that all, would be scream. Let's all go skeet shooting. <laughs> you don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. So you are not afraid. That is so good. <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna play that clip forever. Um, <laughs> A movie that terrorized. Yeah, Scream. My brother got it right. Uh, so um, this movie scared, and I was young enough to really be terrified by this movie. Five seconds. You have to wait until the whole thing, Brendan. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Nightmare on Elm Street. That is. You don't scare me. I got <laughs> chunks of guys like you in my stool. All right. For bonus points, who said the line? 
character and actress name. Uh, just go with the character. It's a much more bizarre reference. Nancy Thompson. Nancy Thompson. And her boyfriend was? Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Played by? Johnny Depp. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I told you, lazy. But I thought I was. See, I'm. See, you're like, oh, these movie games are so hard. Not for fucking people who don't date a lot. It's fucking awesome. Hey, no. hey, hey, hey. You hey, announced hey, that. Hey. You announced every time you bring a girl to my comedy show, two weeks later it ends. So I'm just. I a, didn't say two weeks. I okay, just said eventually. Okay. Well, you know, I, I pulled an average. Like, what do you want from me? I don't know. But just. Well, because I said that, that clearly means I date a lot. It just doesn't mean they want to keep me around for very long. And that's right. all. So you date a lot, just not in consecutive order. So that's good. So let's <laughs> And the last one, an audience, uh, it is impossible for you to catch up at this point. Classic movie, and I'm going to ask you tons of questions. He is so single. <laughs> Rita said he is so single. Really? Maybe, maybe some. Hey, uh... wait a minute. We used to date. Really? <laughs> wow. That ain't right. <laughs> right at all. There you go. The last one. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to name every single thing about this movie. I want you to tell me the year, the date, the actress, and the actor. Here we go, because I want to make it difficult for you. Jesus. Hello. Have you checked the children? children. <laughs> oh my God. I'll play it again. Hello. Yeah. Have you checked the children? children. Oh crap. You might have me on this one. Wow, really? Uh, have you checked the children? children? Have you checked the children? It scared the shit out of tons of people. Yeah, no, I don't know that one. Really? I got nothing. I mean, I have a couple ideas in my head, but they're probably wrong. No, shoot it, because the audience hasn't said anything yet. Oh. I oh wait a say, minute! Okay, no, 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 on no. The phone. Paul makes just, me think of Black Christmas. Paul just got it. Paul, so you get this. Oh, very odd. I should have had that. Sally Struthers. What? No, not it Sally Struthers. Sound like her though. No, it isn't. It's actually. Uh, I'll play it again. Hello. Have you checked the children? It was Carol Kane. It was Carol Kane. She was the babysitter. And have you checked the children? And do you know who did the voice? The voice sounds very familiar. I'll play it again. Hello. Have you checked the children? children, children. I Nobody? know what I want to say, but it's probably wrong. Well, who do you think it is? It almost sounds like Boris Karloff, but it can't be. I think it's the guy who did the voice of Hal in 2001. Oh, yes. Yes. He sa It sounds way too, you know, and I don't know. It's just like. Hello. Have you checked the children? children, children. Yes, I have. I'm sorry, Dave. I haven't checked your children today. <laughs> that would be the movie mashup, which I, I'm trying to do the movie mashup game. But ladies and gentlemen, that was Want to See Something Really Scary. And by the clock on the wall uh, in the tabulation, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take another quick break. and we come back, I'm going to total the scores, um, which won't be very difficult at all. You are listening <laughs> to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And it it's what? Maybe he should have bring a woman... He's not dating to the show. Wow. Wow. That's basically Rita saying, hey, maybe I want to go see Mark. Oh, really? Well, Because we're, we're not dating. Well, why so. don't you uh, chat with her? When I, we I think her date? fiance would object. Oh, so. well, he's not online and he hasn't checked the children. <laughs> you, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
mean, there I was, just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden, this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes and where she lives. It was actually really cool. And that's when I discovered Incestry.com. Visit Incestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. When you watch cable TV, sometimes there's nothing good on. And when there's nothing good on, you get bored. And when you get bored, yada, 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 yada. And Nazis come and rape your grandchildren. Don't let Nazis rape your grandchildren. Get rid of cable and upgrade to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless, where I was in such a rush. I didn't realize I would have um, uh, Incestry.com so close to rape your Nazis, rape your grandchildren. If I was thinking and I wasn't suffering from heat stroke everything, and the kids weren't playing at the goddamn pools, I would not be inappropriate. <laughs> Nobody can, nobody can, uh, nobody, it's just, it's just the way it is. You know, sometimes somebody, you know, you fuck up, you fucked up. What are you going to do? So that's, uh, live that's everybody. So that's how this pro, that's why it's live. Cause I don't want to fuck mm -hmm. around. Um, but Brendan, um, before, yes. before I let you go, um, I mm -hmm. wanted to kind of recap some of the, <laughs> yeah, Rita's now Rita's funny. She's like, oh, <laughs> a couple lines earlier. <laughs> Kim Santo thought it was Anthony Hopkins doing the first line. It's a HAL 9000. Yes, it was. And Paul said it was a HAL 9000. Oh, by the way, I tabulated the score. And Brendan, without a fucking doubt, even with my bad math, buried you people. <laughs> One of the first time the audience has been systematically decimated. Who's decimated. your daddy? Yes. yes. I am your father. <laughs> That's the correct response. No. Who's your... No. <laughs> you killed her with your... Oh, I'm... Sorry that your friends will not make it. <laughs> Zip it, radio boy. <laughs> Don't get me started on Star Wars references. We'll be here all night. Oh, my God. And uh, a couple things before I, uh, before I let you go. Um, mm -hmm. um, tomorrow, not tomorrow, but uh, this Friday coming out, Transformers 4 with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Can't uh, say how bad it can be, but you seem to be more into the... Uh, the sci-fi film stuff. What is the, I mean, mm -hmm. I know it's Michael Bay, so let's, uh, uh. Hold our, let's hold our comments to at least, um, under 1000 groans, uh, <laughs> which is going to be tough. Um, but yeah. how do you, do you think it'll, do you think it'll play out nice? Do you think it'll be no. a nice, <laughs> no, don't even, don't even wait no, for the I, question to be I asked. Have, really? <laughs> I saw, I saw the first one in the theater with, with Jim that we were talking about earlier. That was in a bunch of our flicks. And of course, he's sitting there having a geek gasm going, It's a movie with explosions. And he's just happy <laughs> as a pig and shit. And then by the end of it, I just wanted my money back. I just thought it was awful. So I never even saw the second or third one. Really? And then I saw this one's got the Dinobots in it. I'm like, I had the Dinobot toys when I was a kid. 
and they didn't look like that. No. And Grimlock loves everything. Yeah, and Grimlock doesn't even look like Grimlock anymore. And anything with Michael Bay, I at this point I tend to avoid because I, I there aren't too many aspects of my childhood he hasn't destroyed yet. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, he remade Text Chainsaw Massacre, destroyed it, remade oh. Nightmare on Elm Street, destroyed it. You know, and now with I didn't Ninja know Turtles, redid, don't even minute, get me started. I, did, I didn't know he did. Uh, he he redid Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, was about four it? years ago. Jackie O'Haley was uh, Freddy Krueger. Jackie O'Haley actually did a pretty decent job, you know, all things considered, but it was still a Michael oh, Bay movie. I'm, I'm sorry. We have a special call coming in. I'll, where is the combined radical for with retrace constants? That was me trying to keep score, by the way. So, oh, here we go. This I remember this cartoon. So dumb. <laughs> you are creator? Unfortunately, yes. Grimlock laugh at little wimp who make big trouble. <laughs> we let kids watch that shit. We did. <laughs> and now they're watching fucking Michael Bay movies. <laughs> so it's uh. unfortunate. But yeah, I didn't know he did uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I, I I had no idea. Oh yeah, that, that one too. Yeah. Well, doesn't he have a show? He's got a show coming. Oh, the, the ship on uh, TNT. This. It's about there's a disease that the whole world's having a disease, and the ship is fine, and the Russians are trying to take over the ship, and it's a Michael Bay film. You know, they do all that kind of stuff. So it's which I means there will be explosions yes. and. A uh, shot of a toppling building from above, yeah. and you know other formulaic. <laughs> Michael so, Bay so things. you don't you don't see good things from Transformers. Not at 4. all. I oh. mean, I, I I love Mark Wahlberg. I'm you know I'll watch him in just <laughs> wait about a anything. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait the fuck a minute. Wait, I can't be a Mark Wahlberg fan. I didn't say that, but when you go, I love Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, I don't. What? 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 I don't love Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> That's I mean, I get. think he's. I mean, I. I mean, God bless him for who he is, and and you know stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it makes sense. He's in a Michael Bay film. Well, yeah, kind of. You know, it's like, oh, what's her name? Uh, Fox. The uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Which I'm. I'm not even sure that that woman should talk like it's no and when she does it ruins it it completely yeah, much. ruins it it's like oh my god she's so hot and then she talks i'm like shut up you're ruining it i had such high hopes for us and then you talked stop talking i don't like when you talk you're ruining it yeah and i mean how would you know with michael bay how do you piss off michael bay Michael Bay just wants you to be an animated prop like everything else. That's why Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, whatever his fucking name is, he had a problem. (laughs) He was like, "Um, yeah, um, uh, he was just kind of yelling at me the whole time. I'm like, he's Michael fucking Bay. He's got to yell over the explosions. (laughs) He's got to yell over the explosions. (laughs) See, Kim Santo loves Mark Wahlberg, too. Well, for different reasons. (laughs) Yes, that is true. I actually just did... um, some very brief second unit uh, filming for a film that has Mark Wahlberg's eldest brother in it, Arthur Wahlberg. Oh my God. There's, they're like the bald ones. There's more of them. Oh yeah. They're <laughs> like Mogwai. You throw water on them. They reproduce. <laughs> you know? Oh God. Don't tell the girls that <laughs> uh, it's like, Oh my God. 
there's another one of me. And over there, <laughs> and over there, and over there. Walberg, they're Darryl all Walberg, over the place. Everywhere Who are you? <laughs> I'm the guy that does the fucking job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> Now let me ask you this. Now you're a sure. big, a big star, a Star Wars guy. Yes, a big Star a Star Wars guy. Um, I'm not a fan of Disney by any stretch. I've made it very mm-hmm. aware. Like I've never been a fan of Disney. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of Disney when Disney gets out of the fucking way. Um, yeah. Marvel Agents of Shield. I think it's a really good. It's a nice tie-in with the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel, all the you know the Marvel franchise, Phase One, Phase Two, we're into now. Yep. Uh, phase Three, predictable, you know that kind of thing. D- uh, Disney is staying out of it now. I'm a fan of that. And sure, <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of that. Now, how do you feel about the Marvel movies with Disney owning them? And then, how do you feel about Disney owning all the big franchises that we all know and love, the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, um, the Star Wars yeah. franchise? All that. How do you feel about that? Because you're more, a little more critical than I am of it, I think. Sure. Um, well, I mean, initially, I'm, I I was kind of critical, like, holy crap, on Marvel now, what the hell are they going to do? Yeah. But with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean, they have created this cohesive just franchise that spans across all of these films. They all tie together. And there's a TV series. And I mean, it's just really well done and nothing like that has ever been done before right you know and i mean dc comics can barely make a halfway decent movie based on their characters unless it's batman oh i'm rachel they've got it rachel rachel (laughs) i I gotta tell you i hated man of steel i hated the the dark knight rises i liked the two the first two batman movies but i mean beyond that they can't they can't even touch this. They're going to try to play catch up with this Batman versus Superman thing they're kicking around. But, you know, I think they're doing a good job with it. With Batfleck, Batfleck. <laughs> uh, well, you know, with, when it comes to Batfleck, I, I, I was critical at first. But then I thought, you know what? I was just as critical of Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. And look how that turned out. Well, you know, well, hold on from a now second. until the end hold, of time. Hold, I'm going to stop you. I'm, I'm going to stop you. I got to fucking stop you. How dare you compare Heath Ledger? Ben Affleck. Really? I mean, A Knight's well, Tale is his worst movie versus Geely. Let's put it in fucking perspective. <laughs> um, I didn't think much of Heath Ledger as an actor before that. I really didn't. Oh, and no, I loved his work. All his stuff. I mean, really, you know, Knight's Tale was his worst movie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we, no, I said the same thing. I go, Heath Ledger is Joker. What the fuck? And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, he's fucking yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And so I'm hoping for something like that to happen with Affleck, but I'm hoping against hope. The problem is, is they originally offered it to Josh Brolin, which would have been awesome. But Brolin turned it down. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I just, I I feel nauseous now. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even think it's the heat anymore. I think it's Josh Brolin as Batman. That would have been no so badass. No, it wouldn't have. But I absolutely it would have. If they want a middle-aged Batman, I mean, he can pull off the badass aspect for sure. But well, no, he yeah. turns that down to do Goonies 2 30 years later, you I, know? I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> but um, to, to finish the Disney question with the Star Wars thing, I'm actually okay with Disney owning it and putting it out there as long as they don't get too involved because at least they rescued Star Wars from its creator. Oh, my God. Okay? Because those prequel movies make my butt hurt. Right. Okay, seriously. Oh I grew God. up with the original trilogy and they were awesome 
and then he went back and did all the writing and all the directing, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. I wish Michael so, Bay directed it. That's how much I hated those. That I <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll follow you on that one. <laughs> Michael Bay, <laughs> you can only trade up. And 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 one more thing before I let you go. Um, now usually I ask this question of the uh, the entertainers I have on in the music or acting or comics or whatever. Um, but since you've done a lot of films, um, give me your best onset story and your worst onset story, and feel free oh, to Jesus. name names because our, our listeners want to know. It's like Inquirer's stars over here. They have a lot of um, things going on. <laughs> What's your best, best story? onset? Story. Try the best one. Uh, the best one's going to be the. You know, that, that's an easy one. Um, and when we did the, the Q and a after the, uh, the screening of cubicle slaves, I wish oh. I had said this when somebody said, what was my favorite part of the movie? Um, it, you had mentioned how I liked to cameo in my films. <laughs> well, I had the one scene playing a former coworker of the main characters in cubicle slaves. And by the time we shot that scene, we'd already been shooting for about six months. Cause you know, we shot every other weekend. And by that time I had gotten to see the actors, really create these characters in a way I hadn't even envisioned. And so when we shot that scene, it was like a movie geek's dream. I'm stepping inside a movie and interacting with the characters. And it was a special thrill because they were characters I created. And it was, it was really weird for me, but at the same time I'm sitting there going, this is awesome. You know? And I mean, that was probably my favorite on set story for sure. Um, Least favorite. Probably would have been uh, a few years ago. I did um, a film for the 48-hour film project. And I won't name names because I'm not that kind of guy. But there was somebody um, on the team who I don't currently work with anymore, although I've worked with this person on several films, that was just... I mean, you've worked with me as a director. You know I'm open to input from everybody hold on hold on you no, no, you're open to suggestion don't say you're open to input with these listeners they're very they're, they're, <laughs> especially after the i love mark Wahlberg story so, <laughs> so oh yes, man you're, you're, okay so you're, yes, you're a very easygoing director and you're open to suggestions based on the actors and you're you're you, you like to uh <laughs> you like to um what's the word collaborate that's it you yes, like to collaborate absolutely and um <laughs> There was this one particular shoot where there was one person on the team that literally second-guessed everything I did. And I and I mean everything. Well, could we do it this way? Couldn't we do it that way? Every single time. And I mean, on the 48-hour film project, you're on a very tight time crunch. Right. Sometimes you just got to bang stuff out. Sometimes it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be absolutely what you thought it would be, but you got to get it done. Right. And I just... I reached a point and I'm almost embarrassed by this, but I almost walked off my own set. And that's the only time that ever happened because I was just, wow, I was going through a rough time in my life to begin with. So I'm already pissed off. And then this person is just, you know, let's just say that they had some connections in the quote unquote legitimate film world. And this person thought that gave them authority to, you know, criticize absolutely everything we did. Uh. You know, I'll tell you what. Off, off air, off air. You got to tell me who they are because I will. I will. Make oh, I sure totally that, will. I because uh, <laughs> I will make sure that that douchebag is called out completely. <laughs> so yeah, that just it made it a very tense set, and it just wasn't oh, any that's fun. Too bad. And what? I mean, you're doing something creative. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. See, this West, this worst gig story is. 
is just a worst story. It's like like it was like, oh, there was this guy and I kicked him down a flight of stairs and it was funny, so it worked out. <laughs> so Yeah, it, it's just you know what's weird in film, if shit doesn't work out, it's the most miserable thing ever. Like if a comic is bombing on stage, it's kind of funny for everybody else except the comic. If something yeah. in a film doesn't work, it's miserable for everybody. It is like exactly. the worst. So mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Brendan. Um, I actually, I've got somebody, you know, speaking of work, I've got a, uh, one of the guys I work for, he's showing up at 1030 and we have to go over the, the event I have to do tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you so much for filling in the last minute and not just filling in last minute, but really making this show really, really good. I'm very happy I had you on. You've been a listener oh, and that. now it's uh, now your follower. Now, hopefully your followers will be mm-hmm. following me, which would be nice. And we'll have you on and maybe Rita. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, something I could it, either way. I'm fine Let with Rita. Adam either way. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hit on me through the internet. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. That is, um, that's like her name is Jessica right away. All right. So, but no, Brent, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate I it. I had a great time. And uh, yeah, definitely email scared. me privately and tell me who that was because I'll make sure that they get their comeuppance, as it were. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been my guest, Brendan Millett. And let me double, let me put uh, his stuff in there again. Uh, and go check out his website. Uh, friend him on Facebook. He is uh, not only uh, a very, very good filmmaker and a good writer and a good director, he's also a, a sweetheart of a guy. And um, he's just, he's really nice to work for and work with. So, um, Brendan, thank you so much uh, for joining thank me you. on Radio Regardless. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we're almost by the clock in the wall. I look at my phone and I have no email or phone calls, which is kind of a good thing. So that means I can wrap the show up when I'm supposed to instead of going long. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I just want to kind of promote a little bit. Next week, and this is kind of a big thing, next week I've got an amazing guest. So amazing. I cannot even hint about who they are because it's this super secret thing. My wife, um, I can't even tell my wife who it is and she lives with me and um, I, I, I can't even tell you that. But if you want to be really, really entertained, and I really mean this, somebody who's informative, entertaining, funny, uh, sincere, just a really, really amazing guest, probably one of... This is, I've been planning this particular show for about three months now, and I haven't told anybody about it. And my next week's guest uh, on July 2nd, I believe that's when I'm, yeah, that's my next show. Next week is July 2nd. Um, my amazing, amazing, amazing guest. Um, and I really want you, who is it? No, it's not you. It's not, it's not you, Paul. It's, you have been an amazing guest, but this goes beyond, and the show next week is going to be great. Not that they're not great every week, but I really like it. So, um, if you can join me next week, that would be fantastic. And for those of you who are new on Mixler, there are a ton of, uh, really great shows on, on Mixler, um, uh, there's actually Paul, who's your two dads, if you want to follow him. He has a show on Friday night, which is really fun. Um, it's about him and another gentleman called Guy McConnell, and they talk about dad stuff, uh, how they see life through their uh, eyes of their themselves and their children's. Uh, the children's, the, the, the children's. So, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're around this weekend, come see me 
at the Puddle Dock Tavern in Farmington, New Hampshire on Saturday night. And Thursday night, tomorrow night, I'll be at the Old Salt in Hampton, New Hampshire. Ladies and gentlemen, Radio Regardless, we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.